Hey, it's Alexis Haynes, and this is my podcast, Recovering from Reality. Hi, I am so excited to be sitting down with not just a an amazing mama and, you know, great friend, but overall, you're just you're just such like a light in my life. I'm just so grateful for our friendship, Allie. I'm sitting down today with my friend, Allie Levine. Allie Levine is a stylist. She's appeared on Bravo's um, Stripped, and she has two amazing podcasts, Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About, and her new podcast, which is Stripped, Stripped with Allie Levine or Stripped Down? Stripped Down, you got it. Stripped Down with <laughs> Allie Levine. Um, I first met Allie when I went on her podcast, Things We're Too Lazy to Blog About, which is such a great title um, for a podcast. I love it. <laughs> and she was newly pregnant with her now 13-month-old daughter, Amelia, and she instantly asked me to be her doula. And I was like, oh, okay, you're like 12 <laughs> weeks pregnant, but sure, like we can do this, fine. That's how I roll, you know, yeah. I'm a New Yorker. Like, yeah. we just get it done. Yes, get it done. <laughs> We're, we need to be prepared for all things right now. And so it was great. And um, so that's kind of how we connected. And I want to have her on the podcast today to talk about um, her life and her journey into motherhood and for you guys to get to know her because she is one awesome woman. Um, so I, I want to start. So I, as I said, I was your birth doula. I was at Allie's birth. Um, <laughs> long everybody, birth. <laughs> I know very, it's two days long. It was one of, it was a record setter for me. Um, and so I definitely want to dive into birth and stuff like that and talk about motherhood. Um, and the ways that, we change once we become mothers because it is a monumental shift that oh, takes you're like place. literally reborn. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So talk to me about your pregnancy and like kind of a little bit about what life was like before you got pregnant and then what life was like after. Okay. So yeah, I, as you know, I was on Bravo strip shortly after I got pregnant. I kind of think it was like a little bit of manifesting of Justin constantly talking about, I want you to be a mom. I want to have a baby. And I'm like, hold on my career, my career, my career is my baby. And you know, we just kind of got pregnant. I got the pill. I thought, Oh, it'll take a year to get pregnant. Or it was like three weeks later, which I'm very grateful for, but it was like, Whoa, just kidding. And it was just a whirlwind. Like when I first got pregnant, I was like, in my head, I thought, Oh, I will just, you know, go right back to work. No big deal. I was sick for the first 19 weeks. Like, yeah, you I were we very sick. I was, you know, it was, you were on our things with Tweezy to blog about and I was mm-hmm. super sick. I was like, if I run out of here and throw up, I'm just pregnant. I'm yeah. like, I am not hungover. <laughs> and it was, it was so hard for me in the beginning because I didn't expect to get sick. I didn't expect to have all these like struggles that, you know, in the beginning of like feeling nauseous, feeling no energy, feeling like, oh, I don't want to go to work today because I literally feel like sick and I just want to stay in bed because it's not my personality yeah so that was really hard for me and especially before pregnancy being a little bit of a workaholic if you will (laughs) I didn't really know how to turn it off so when I got pregnant Amelia kind of forced me to turn it off I was like oh too bad you're so sick you got to stay in bed so that was I think the first lesson in my pregnancy and then even when I met you and we started talking about you being my doula and you were like well you're gonna have to like slowly teach yourself to slow it down I was like yeah 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 and you're like (laughs) and you're like no Allie though really yes um because if you don't prepare yourself in pregnancy it is earth shattering once you have a newborn yeah (laughs) once you have a newborn um and they're demanding every single ounce of your attention and your needs and you're literally sustaining its life through like breastfeeding and Mm -hmm. being up with it all night and it's just like it forces you into submission pretty much it does you just surrender to them yeah it's like you're just like oh just kidding everything i had planned out the out window, the window. Yep. <laughs> like, that's not happening and it's funny i think back to our conversations before we like even got so close as friends and you're my doula and you're like mentoring me and like telling me you know listen it is going to be a whirlwind of change the pregnancy there will be ups and downs you know it won't always be smooth but it always won't be chaotic and i was like yeah yeah, yeah it'll be fine it'll be fine and then i remember just being like oh my gosh i'm sick again oh my gosh i can't drive like all these things kept happening and i was like wow, okay, I guess it's preparing me for the baby. And then I would text mm-hmm. you in the middle of the night and I'd be like, I can't sleep. And you'd be like, it's preparing you to not mm-hmm. sleep. You know, it's like yep. all these things. Preparing <laughs> you for when you have a newborn and you never sleep. And that's the cruel thing with pregnancy is that I feel like you should be 
bumping up your sleep yes. stores, but instead it's like you're a complete insomniac and you can't get comfortable oh, enough to lay down. You have to pee every two seconds. You want to mm. eat. Like the list just goes on. It's still me today and I'm not <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> well, I feel like it just carries over. Yes. Same with me. I'm 13 months and I'm nursing, obviously, as you yeah. said. And I feel like all I do is get up in the middle of the night. Like last night, I didn't go to bed till two. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. Just yeah. couldn't sleep. Yep. Like, kept thinking about Amelia because she's been teething. Like, kept getting up, going to the bathroom. I'm like, what is my problem? And that was sleep. me. I was up at 4 a.m. and I was like, ready to go. And then at 7 a.m. I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> so you're like, brutal. just kidding. It is brutal. Brutal. So, yeah. And then getting into motherhood, you know, having a newborn. I mean, obviously, first off, my birth was crazy, which I didn't expect. I mean, I know you kind of tried to prepare me. You were like, listen, I know you want a water birth. I know you want a natural birth. I'm here for all of it, which you were really good about, but you were like, birth is not really our choice. It's really our babies. Mm -hmm. And you told me you kind of had a similar experience with your birth and you were trying to prepare me. And I listened, but of course it was kind of like in one ear, out the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be what I want it to be because that's also just my personality. Yeah. And of course, that's just not the way things went down. I think I always tell my, my clients and my mamas, you know, um, don't have a birth plan, have yeah. birth preferences. I remember because you telling me that. anything can change and the emotional pain comes from not being in a place of just kind of surrendering and acceptance. If anything forces you to surrender, it's birth because no you kidding. never know what is going to happen. And of course, your birth was a little bit more challenging too. <sighs> Allie, by the end of her pregnancy, was so done. She's just like, I just want the baby now. And here's the thing. Again, it's her and her control stuff. And I love you so much, but she is such a control freak. I am. I never realized yes. that, by the way, until I like, went until through. Until you went through yes. it. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, I was too. And I still am. I still have my stuff. And I, you know, I have to remind myself, like, not everybody is the same way. Right. And I can't control the situation. And it brings me a lot of pain when I do. So mm-hmm. I know I should shouldn't um but Allie actually was my very first no you were my second mama to use castor oil I want to hear your your birth story and I always love to hear from the moms that I've supported in labor because we're when you're in it it's so different than being an outsider and just watching the whole thing unfold and so I think it's really nice to kind of come together and have a conversation like after the fact not that I ever change your story or your perspective, <laughs> but to sometimes have like a little bit of input and things right. like that, that I think are um, helpful and beneficial. And right. I'm a little bit therapeutic. Yeah. I mean, it was like my first birth. It wasn't until years later that I finally talked to my midwife. My birth, my first birth was a home birth, mm-hmm. home birth transfer cesarean. That's right. You told me that. And it wasn't until years later and I thought that I was like so crazy and so out of control. And my midwife was like, actually, you you labored really beautifully um, up until the very end. And so it took me hearing that and really hearing that to realize like, oh, I did that, you know, and Mm -hmm. it helped me in my next birth. So go ahead. I want to hear your birth story. No, I, I appreciate that. So, yeah, I mean, obviously you were a part of it all. I had a lot of pre-labor at mm-hmm. home, which I, of course, me being you know new to this labor world, I had no idea what to expect. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, water is going to break and it's just going to be immediately like, oh, I know what I'm doing. Like the movies. Yes, It's exactly. nothing like the movies. Nothing like the movies. Like you think in your head, like, oh, it's just going to be, oh, I'll just do this and then hubby will do that and we'll be on our way. And it was like, no, all yeah. of a sudden I'm like, Justin, this, there's this weird back pain. Justin, I have this weird pain. Is this contractions? I don't know if this is contractions. What is it? You know, and, he, and I'm like panicking. I'm jumping in the tub. <laughs> yes. I, you know, was very connected to the water. As you know, I was yeah. taking baths through my whole pregnancy. And Justin was like, okay, well, are you supposed to be in the bath yet? And I was like, I don't know, but I don't feel good. So I'm getting in the tub. He's texting you, I know, and being yeah. like, Alexis, what do I do? Like, I have the contraction app on. I'm trying to like see what's happening. And we're clueless. And so I remember just being in it and getting excited at this point, right? I'm like, oh, good. I took castor oil for the audience to know to speed things along. I texted Alexis and Robin, my midwife, and I said, hey, so I'm kind of done being, <laughs> I'm kind of done being pregnant. And Robin and I are like, uh-huh, you and every other 40-week pregnant woman, like, and? I know. I was like, I'm done. I've done spicy food. I did the Kyote in Studio City. It didn't work. Like, I just did everything everyone said. Eggplant, the whole thing. Nothing worked. So I'm like, okay, people have said castor oil. Let's give it a whirl. So I couldn't take it straight because 
I just Ooh, couldn't it's do it. nasty. It is. I don't know it how some so mamas nasty. I know do it. So Justin put it in like yogurt for me, <laughs> the good husband that he is. And he's like, we're doing this. And I was like, yeah, we're doing this. So, you know, I think it was about not even like what, six hours later, I think we texted you that my water had broke or something like that. Um, well, I got a text from Justin being like, I don't know what to do. She's in the bathtub and she's moaning. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Okay, I'll get up and come over. Um, so your water was still intact at that point, okay. but he was just kind of like, I don't really know what to do right now, <laughs> yeah. which is like almost every husband on the face of this planet. Yeah, no, he had you on speed dial. Yeah. He's like, I, he's like, as soon as we got Alexis, he's like, I put her in my phone. Like, must call, do not <laughs> decline. I was like, okay. So I'm sure he did text you that. Actually, he didn't even tell me that, so that's kind of funny. Yeah. Um. So I was moaning. I was obviously in a lot of pain, and yes. I, you guys had kind of prepped me and told me listen natural labor is not like anything that you expect Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it is not going to be like what you see some people just go into the hospital um you know that's their choice and they want to just get right on to pitocin or whatever else I personally didn't want that I wanted the natural experience I felt very connected to Amelia as I said in the water felt very connected to my birth from the beginning with just like you know everything I talked to you about soulful with my grandmother I felt like she passed her down since she passed away six years ago and she was my best friend that's who Amelia is named after so I just felt like all these like you know synergies and this like beautiful life being created inside of me and I felt like I really want to have that moment and be attached and feel everything and be a part of this birth and not be fearful and just be in it and enjoy it as much as I can, of course, being in labor, (laughs) which again was like a whole shatter for me because I see all these moms who are like, oh, it's the most beautiful thing ever. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. It was beautiful. But at the same time, it was obviously very hard. And going into the tub and moaning and being in pain and then you arriving getting you being like, get out of the tub. You know, you don't need to be in the tub yet. You're going to overheat already. Quick break from today's episode to talk about our amazing sponsor, which is Cured Nutrition. When I started this podcast, everybody and their mother who owned a CBD company started hitting me up. And I'm not the um, biggest CBD fan until I found Cured. I'm obsessed with Cured because usually when you have CBD, it comes in, you know, gummies or in drops that you have to put under your tongue. But Cured put together these amazing capsules. They're the Rise capsules. They have CBD to get you through your day, but they also have lion's mane extract, which is super good for your adrenals. They have B vitamins. They have all of these different herbs and vitamins in them that help you throughout your day to have enough energy and to feel level and balanced. And I really, really like this entire line, you guys. So right now for my listeners to try some of the cured products, which there is a slew of products, you guys, they do have the original tincture drops. They now have these gel capsules. They've got dog treats. Hell, they've got this like honey stuff that you can sprinkle on your food. They've got it all. So you can go and try their products and I swear you will not be disappointed over at curednutrition.com. That's curednutrition, C-U-R-E-D, nutrition.com. And you can receive 25% off today using the code Alexis25 at checkout. Again, that's code Alexis25 at checkout. I mean, my <laughs> advice, the, the advice there is like, I knew that you were in very early yes. labor. So I okay, going not. back to castor oil for a second, castor oil is, I said any attempt to cause an induction is an induction right you know what i mean so even if you're home right yeah but even if you're home you're still trying to get baby out before baby is fully ready whether baby's not fully engaged yet in the birth canal whatever it might be or they're just not ready right? right so Allie decided to take castor oil and as a doula i'm not a medical professional so i was just like okay and here's how castor oil works if you're body is ready you're gonna have your baby right i mean it forces yeah through you know and what Allie was experiencing in the beginning wasn't actually like what normal early labor contractions were because castor oil oh it's so intense it's so intense and it gives you the shits yeah. so bad it clears <laughs> you out it is it's brutal it is brutal it and is, so it's so intense and so when I got to your house and what my advice is for all new moms is um in that early labor phase rest because you don't know if your labor is going to be six hours or 46 hours (laughs) Allie's was almost 46 hours and so (laughs) 
<laughs> or it was 46 hours. It was two days. So, you know, um, you don't know. And so what was happening was Allie was having intenser than more intensified early labor contractions or you know, just these intense cramping from the castor right, oil. And which it I did not was, expect. No. And it was, and nobody tells you that. No, yeah, That's exactly. the thing. You go online and everyone's like, castor oil, it's great. It made yeah, me go to labor. The baby right. came. But yeah. they like, forget to tell you that it gives you diarrhea and, and severe else. stomach cramping yes. for like hours. Hours and hours. Like yeah. I kept thinking, I'm like, what is this? What is this? And you're like, just get in bed, <laughs> yes. rest. And I'm like, I can't. You and can't. you're like, you have to just lay yes. down, turn on mindless Netflix, like just lay in bed. Yeah. So I did as best I could. I know. Laid in bed, yeah. watch Netflix. I haven't really watched. I remember just laying there, listening to Hypnobirth, uh, which is like a natural, yes. you know, birth classes that I was taking like via audio. And I'm listening to try to like get myself in the mindset, like be calm, Allie, be calm. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so painful. <laughs> what was so great though is that eventually you did get into the hypnobirthing but it was when you were like six or seven centimeters and i remember ali's laying there on the bed we'll go we'll go back we got to go back and complete the yes. story but ali's laying there at the birth center eating a bagel <laughs> with her eyes closed and i i really wish you would post this photo because it's I know so you're amazing <laughs> with my um with my uh a little blanket on yes, top of you to cover me yes. yeah to cover your boobs and you're sitting there going peace <laughs> like every contraction you're just like peace eating a bagel and I, with her eyes closed and i was like oh my god okay here we go um but that was such that was just such a great moment I and mean, justin fanning me on the side with the little baby fan oh my god it was just it was it became like uh, I wish sometimes I wish there was like a camera start to stop for all of my labors because there are some really comical moments when you yeah. look back in hindsight. Yeah, um, I do remember that bagel. It was a good bagel. It was a good bagel. <laughs> yes, but yeah. So going back, like you said, I was in bed. I you know got rest finally. I think that is then when my water broke because I remember you waking up. Trinkling, tinkle, yeah, right, trinkling. I was like, yeah. am I peeing myself? Am I peeing? Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> Again, nothing that you know, like the movies. Oh, it'll just gush out of you. No. no it's a trickle yes. for most yeah and i'm like yeah. what is this am i peeing am i uh, you know and then justin's like oh oh maybe you're yes. and i'm like oh and he's like oh and let me let me let me text alexis again by the, because by this point you had gone home to rest well we went to the birth center you got checked right you were only at a one and That's this right. is why i hate getting checked in early labor because it kills your spirit yes it does it did and you know what it's so interesting <sighs> you just said that to me because can i be honest I forgot about that part yeah. because I think I blacked it out because I was so upset Set, that yeah. like nothing was happening. Yeah. And I'm because like, oh my she God. had been going through the castor oil cramps and shits for the last <laughs> seven hours. <laughs> right. Lovely. On hands and knees yes. in the toilet up since 4 a.m. But you did get to go home, have some rest. Yes, I did. You, I think, did you take the Tylenol PM? Yes. And yes. I took a nap. Get a little God. nap That was a really good rest. idea. Yes. yes. And then it was kind of like either labor is going to start right now or it's not. Right. And... For you, it did. Yes. And then you were back over. Now, this was before we went back to the birth center. Mm -hmm. You were back at my house helping me labor, Amelia, <laughs> down <laughs> and trying to get me off the couch and walking. You're like, let's go take a walk. And I'm like, I don't want to. I just I want to know. stay on the couch. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was hating you in that moment. I know. <laughs> All my mamas are. But you got to work that baby you out. You do. You just got to keep moving. So I just mm -hmm. remember you being hysterical, though, of like I was wearing like a big faux shirtling <laughs> jacket in my New York style and big sweatpants and fuzzy slippers and we're just like walking around the neighborhood and at this point the neighborhood wasn't really moved into thank god so it was like you know pretty empty so yeah. we kind of had the like whole area to walk around to ourselves and we're like singing and yelling and i'm moaning and you're like just keep it keep going keep going this is great you guys <laughs> and justin's like it's okay and i'm like shut up you know gritting my teeth and you're yeah. like rock and rock and you just do all these things that again nobody really shows you when you're in yeah. Naturally, why you need a doula? You, no, doula you, tricks. You need. You yeah. need like any Rebozos. new mama or mama to be. You you need. 
you need it you need it you need Dance it like moves. i tell everyone <laughs> it helps you with all of it and you did you yeah. helped me stay comfortable Aww. i mean for crying out loud you even took my extensions out brushed my hair <laughs> and put them back in because you did. were like you need to be on point when you actually give birth i know you and this is gonna make you feel good for me to brush yes. your hair and that was like oh my god i was like wow you're such a good friend and such a good doula <laughs> oh well that's just one of my many many gifts um yeah and so you know you just kept trying to get me comfortable and then finally we you know felt like i was getting close and you're like all right let's text robin my midwife let's get to the birth center and i remember like you had to follow us because that's the law and mm-hmm. drive behind us and justin's getting me in the truck and i remember him laying me down me just being like ah the ah. drive is the worst <laughs> part he said he's never wanted to jump out of a vehicle so much in his life he's like i felt so bad for you but at the same time i wanted to let the car drive you yourself and meet you there like he said he literally was blasting the music i don't even remember him blasting country music i must have been so just in that screaming zone and he was like ali you were just moaning and screaming and i was like is she dying what is happening Yeah, I mean, it's really so the best thing to do in these situations is try to remain as calm as possible. But I will say (laughs) in the car, it is. Oh, it was so hard. There is nothing worse than being in the labor and being in your car. Yeah, You're just laying down. You have to be belted in by law to be safe. And you're just laying there like this is torture. So much pain. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you're stuck and it's bumping and oh, it's horrible. Every movement hurts when you're in labor. Every every (laughs) movement hurts when you're in labor. Amen. So, you know, we finally get there. You know, we get to the we we, we get to the um, birth center and, you know, we see Robin. She's like, all right, let's check you. Let's see what's going on. I forget. You would probably remember more where I was like about a four or five. Okay. You're definitely in the middle of active labor. Okay. So I'm now officially like in active labor. We're like now trying to move me around more robin's like all right you really got to do more work like i know you don't want to but like you got to get on the ball you got to get on the bed like start really moving i mean how would you i guess explain that part of active labor once you're in that space yeah um the best thing to do is like move through the contractions and then rest in between and you were having a very hard time resting and i remember looking at you you i remember i i stepped out to go take an hour and a half nap because at this point you were, we were already like 20 hours in yeah and when i came back i could hear you from <laughs> the hallway of the birth center and, and i so walked my parents they did so well with that by the way <laughs> i remember just sitting in front of you i grabbed a wet washcloth threw some essential oils on it you were in the tub and i sat in front of you and i said ali you need to calm down you have to start honing in that energy and get gaining that power and really just calming yourself down because you're going to exhaust yourself from all of the, the I remember you moaning that yeah and mm-hmm. and so um and you did and that's when we kind of moved into like the resting on the bed and that you had your like eye cover on. <laughs> yes, my mask. <laughs> my rebozo over you, and you were eating the bagel, and I turned on the hypnobirthing, and I was just, and you were just like, peace. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great because you're in the middle of active labor. Right. It was awesome. Right. And yeah, and so we continued that for a while. And then Robin came back and checked on me again, if I remember. I think she said that I progressed a little bit more at that point. You were probably like a six and a half. Right. And so she was like, do you want to start to get in the tub Mm -hmm. to, because I know you want your tub birth. I think actually at this point, if I remember, because it's a little fuzzy, I think at this point we had gone from the bed to the toilet. Yeah, we did a lot of toilet right. stuff too. Can I tell Toilets you? Toilets are great for I labor. I never in my wildest dreams would ever think, oh my God, I want to be on a toilet. But I kind of wonder if I should have stayed there the whole damn time. I mean, <laughs> it's so good because it opens your pelvis. Yes. You're in the optimal position. You right. can still move your hips in a circle. Right. And it just kind of forces everything down. And it does. I remember, yeah, we spent a lot of time in the bathroom on the toilet. We did. We have lots of photos of <laughs> Justin like on top of me on the toilet. You yes. saw Justin, it was like a whole yeah. scene in the bathroom. But I laugh about that now, but I was telling Justin, I was like, I never, my wildest dreams been like, yes, let me have like a toilet birth. Let me labor on the toilet. But I'm like, maybe I should have stayed on the damn toilet and not gotten in the tub. Toilets are great. You know? So yeah, we were there for a while. That definitely helped me. And then Robin did say, okay, I know this was part of your birth plan, birth preference, whatever you want to call it. You want to be in the tub. You said you wanted a tub birth. So this would be about the time you would want to start to get into the tub. And so I was like, okay, let's do it. So we got me in the tub. I was like, n- not in there very long, right? 
I mean, here's the thing is like we can kind of tell um, when a mom is going to start needing assistance. Mm -hmm. And it's such a hard call to make and it's a heartbreaking call to make. And transferring is really, really hard. Even if you're prepared for a transfer, Mm -hmm. even if you've emotionally prepared for it, it is really challenging. So by the time that you got in the tub, I think we'd been in labor for about 30 hours and your water had been broken for quite a bit of time. Right, because Robin had given me antibiotics because she wanted me to be safe. you have to have antibiotics. Right. And so it had been quite a while and we were just kind of at this challenging place where Mm -hmm. we were like, you know, this judgment call has to be made. Yeah. And, um... You know, there was a number of like indicators, like when Robin would check you, the baby would kind of bounce back up. Right. You were in a lot of pain just from the checks. Yes, I was. I remember that. um, And so there was just a number of things that was kind of like, okay, well, we might need some assistance. And there's definitely a point where epidurals are necessary and needed. Mm I wouldn't say necessary needed, but helpful. Right. right? Helpful. Helpful. Right. And it was in your case. I mean, when we transferred, I know that was really hard for you. Yeah. She was afraid of needles. Yes. She never had your blood work stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've done like two blood drawings like ever. Yes. Like I I don't do well with doctors. I don't do well with hospitals. I get a lot of anxiety about all of it. Always have. Yeah. Like since when I was a little child, my parents and I've always been that way. And so associating my birth with all that was like, oh, no, 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 thank you. And that was why I wanted to have you Mm -hmm. be my advocate and help me and and empower me and to have my midwife to be out of that circumstance and feel more connected to my birth. And so, yeah, it was it was really hard for me to hear. Listen, um, I remember you were with me and Justin stepped out and I knew something was up when he stepped out with Robin. Yeah. And he came back in and he was like, listen, I think we need to, you know, move on and go to the hospital for some interventions. And I remember just being like, why? Why can't I keep pushing? And why can't I just keep sitting here? And I was like, really in my stubborn mind, I really wanted to just... I don't know if it's your stubborn mind. It's just, A, you were comfortable. I was comfortable. For the most part, you know? And B, it was like, it's kind of like we... You didn't want to give up yet. Yeah. No, I did not want to give yeah. up. I, I wanted to stay there. I wanted to feel like I could do it. And I didn't want to be told no. I, yeah. You know, and that's when I remember you and Robin saying, listen, we want to make sure you and Amelia are safe. And this is really important that we go. And this is why you had a backup doctor, you know, with your midwife and everything. And so that was a really hard call. And not just any backup doctor. You had the yes, coolest I was backup say, I did, doctor. I did have the best. Dr. Falcon's amazing. Yes. He is. He and is. He is. we were really fortunate that he was because hospitals have like a lot of policies regarding how long your water's been broken and when you're kind of like forced into having a C-section. Right. And I remember walking into that. So you had your water had been broken for close to 20 hours. And so we had about a four hour window before I knew that they were going to start kind of like pushing for a C-section. Right. Most doctors, right? And right. the hospital policy. Dr. Poliakin was awesome because so he walks in, he checks you. you got So you got the epidural. Right. You had kind of calmed down. Yes, yeah, I was super you upset when so I got in. You were so tired too yes. and so exhausted. You had been resting. Dr. Poliakin checked you. You were at about like a seven, eight. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at him like, what are you going to do, doc? Like, <laughs> what are you going to do here? And I looked at him and he goes, well, I'm going to go home and have dinner. I remember that. And then he gave me a wink. And I was like, yeah, because if your doctor's not there, he can't perform the C-section. Right. And so he, so he left to give us this this gift and to keep kind of flipping you and rotating you. And I think a lot of people are like, I don't need a doula in the hospital. I'm just going to have an epidural. Doulas still do so much. Oh, so, so, much. so much yeah. while you have an epidural. Well, and you were like even helping me get liquids when the nurses mm-hmm. were trying to take it away from me and I needed it. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, you were a major advocate for me and yeah. a major help. Um, and so, yeah, I remember that. And I was like, okay, so we're going to keep going. And I thought in my mind, all right, this is going to happen. Like I'm getting more time and we can make this happen. And we're here now and we have this epidural. And I don't know if it was between just being tired. You know, obviously I found out later on that there were a lot more complications as always in a birth, but I don't know. My spirit at that point just felt so broken. Mm -hmm. I was trying so hard. I was like, why is this not going the way that I thought and not my plan? And yeah, 
and my parents didn't react the greatest. And I mean, I love them, my parents, and but they parents mean well, but they don't always mean well in a certain situation. And my parents did not approve of my birth preference. And it was very hard for me to handle that throughout. And they were there from the get go because they're my parents and they insisted on being there. And there was just a lot of outside stuff, I think, that contributed to how I was feeling. And nothing was done maliciously. It was all out of protection of me and loving me, but it was just it was well, and hard. that control, right? Like everybody right. wants to feel in control, yes. and birth is the only place where it's like your hands are completely tied and you yes. are out of control, right? And so, what I always tell to my moms, and um, you know, is that first of all, if someone can't respect your choices, then you need to set a boundary right I know, away. And I've- now learn that <laughs> I know it's okay we all that we learn through experience right, right? like right. it sometimes it takes like a really it takes a lot yeah. to kind of get to that place and then the other thing is um I always say for every extra person in the room and in the hospital add an hour onto your labor because it oh. kills the oxytocin vibes and oxytocin is what's creating right. contractions and crea- yeah, contractions are what's going to make your baby come out right and wow. so when you have your mom and your dad at the door every hour yeah, is she okay? like, what's going what's on, going on? What's <laughs> and I'm just like hey I'm just here to do my job and it's her medical records and so I can't actually tell you what's going on in there because I'm not a doctor and I don't right. have the ability they to do that. that they, yes. they hated it, but I was like, there's nothing I can do. Like right. I have to protect your privacy and right. I, you know, I'm not going to do anything ever to make, to get sued people. No, of course. Ever. Of course. No, you <laughs> but it's so you hard as like, as, yeah. And as a parent, like I totally understand that. Um, so that was really difficult too. And you know what I, at the end of the day, we do our best to provide as birth workers, as advocates, as people trying to help you advocate for yourself. I don't even like to refer to myself as an advocate. I help you advocate for yourself. Right. That's my goal. And so. And you did. And you taught me and you empowered me. But when I couldn't necessarily fully always speak up during the times where I was having a hard time. Yeah. And I would lean on you. I appreciated that you did advocate for me because there were yeah. times where I just couldn't because I didn't have the energy or I didn't have the strength or I didn't have the emotion in me. And Justin did a good job, too, because yes, I referred to Justin a lot. And I was like, Justin, what's in the birth plan? Right. And he's like, oh, not that. And I'm, <laughs> I was like, good job, Justin. You tell him. Yeah, it was great. It was yeah. Great. No, and he felt empowered. Like he said yeah. that he's like, I love working with Alexis because I felt like I was a major part of the birth because she made me feel that way and she gave me the tools to feel like I could be a part of it and I could Mm -hmm. be so hands-on and I you know I I appreciated that and that was really important you know in my birth preferences to have Justin heavily involved and so after all this goes on Dr. Poliak and I think at this point had come back and you were complete we'd been pushing for about I mean I had started coaching you probably like an hour we were like probably an hour and a half, two hours into pushing at this point. Right. And then is this when he came back and then I was put on Pitocin? So no, you were already on Pitocin at this point. Pitocin. We had turned down really your epidural. Yeah. I mean, it all becomes fuzzy at right. the end. Right. Like you just, it's so primal, those end, that end phase and yeah. you kind of like and black I, out. And I just sort of feel like I also blacked out Pitocin because it was not on my birth preferences. Yeah. And I understood that it was something that was like a necessary yeah. evil of you and it's not evil but like in my mind was like something that I didn't necessarily want and I yeah. needed obviously to help try to speed things along and I think Polyakin made the joke like we're just gonna have it try to help torpedo her out of you since she yes. doesn't want to come out and I was like she didn't so it was a combination of she didn't want to come out and then at the same time um your water had been broken for so long that it was kind of like well we need to kind of get her out it wasn't right. an emergency at that point right. thank god um everybody was okay but it's kind of like well we need to Move like this have this baby because we've been in labor for a really long time right and I remember when we were, you know, that's the other nice thing about having a doula is that our suggestion, Robin and my suggestion at that point was, you know, you guys talk and talk about what yes. you want and these are your options. And I remember saying to her, to you, you can labor for another 20 hours and keep do doing this, mm-hmm. but you're going to be so exhausted and your recovery is going to be so hard yes. if we keep you know you've been up for so long now your body's so depleted yeah and I already was so depleted yeah and I appreciate you guys said that and you guys stepped out and gave the space to Justin and I because it, obviously as you said we didn't have the space just us mm-hmm. 
And so I just remember Justin turning to me and him saying, what do you want to do, babe? Like, I'm here for it all. Like, you've been a warrior. I honestly never thought you'd get this far. I never even thought you could do natural labor. Like, I'm blown away by you. So you tell me what you want to do and how you want to handle this. And I just remember looking at him being like, I want to keep going. Like, I don't want to give up. I want to keep going. And then he broke my heart when he looked at me and said, well, don't you want to meet a million now? And I was like, of course I want to meet a million now. And he was like, so what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. I'm scared. I don't want to like do a C-section. I don't want to go to the OR. Like, there are all the things I didn't want. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, but this is like, this is part of this whole process. And, you know, we could keep going, but you might still wind up there. And again, like, do you want to meet her tonight or do you want to meet her tomorrow? And I was like, I want to meet her tonight. And I'm getting so emotional because I just remember that moment. And I remember him turning to me and being like, I will do whatever you want. I will, I'm here for you. Like your duel is here for you. Like you have an amazing Absolute support. Yeah. No matter what. But like at the end of the day, this is us creating a life. This is our baby. We've been waiting to meet for nine months. Like, don't you want to meet her now? Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, okay. So I made the hard call and said, okay, tell them I'll be prepped for the OR. And thank God Dr. Berholiakin was so amazing and such a champ with that. I mean, yeah. he had me in and out in less than like Oh, yeah. It was so minutes. fast. It was so fast. I mean, yeah. and they didn't even put me on any crazy drugs. Like, it was mm-hmm. just to make sure I was comfortable. So yeah. I was able to, like, I remember the minute she was born, I immediately, like, knew her cry. They put her on me immediately because I told them that was, like, a non-negotiable, which you guys made sure yeah. that I had that, which was amazing. And Justin was right there with her when they, like, checked her and everything was happening. And she was back with me within a few minutes and... You know, it wasn't as traumatic as far as the part of them taking the baby away from you with the C-section that I kind of had imagined it would be. And so there began my journey into this crazy thing called motherhood. Yeah. I mean, it was just, when I think back, I'm like, whoa. It was just, I still really honestly can't believe it played out the way it played out. Yeah. It's a hard pill to swallow. It is, and it took me a really long time to recover from that. I think Mm -hmm. Harper was like 18 months, and I went and saw a therapist for a little bit, Mm -hmm. and I did some some work, um, and, you know, our journey into motherhood matters. Yeah. That's why I became a doula. I know. Because that situation could have gotten so much worse. I mean, it could have. And that's crazy for me to think. Yeah. It could have been so, so, so much worse. And for many women it is. And not to say or underplay that like your situation wasn't really hard because it was. It was exhausting. It was tiring. It was heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. It was so challenging. (laughs) It was everything and more. Yeah. and it and it shapes us, you know, and yeah. it, and it matters. It matters, and um, and I know that, and I remember reaching out in those first couple of weeks, and I don't yeah. think you were really receptive to me yet, not. which is okay. I and was not. Totally I get it. Couldn't I? Just, I remember you reaching out, and I remember Justin being like, "Do you want me to call her? Like, do you want me to talk to her and just tell her like what you're feeling?" And I was just so dark and so lost and I was you know in love with Amelia but like so upset with myself and so upset with my situation and the way my birth played out and everything else that I was just like I don't want to see anyone I just want to be in this like Mm -hmm. by myself I had my mom there my mother-in-law like I had so many people there which I also also, I learned is don't do it don't do it don't do it unless someone's gonna be able to be there and just strictly help with no I don't want to control no control issues and no unsolicited advice. It's like, do not have them around you. Do not pass go. (laughs) No, no, not for the first six weeks. No, it's it's so hard. It mm -hmm. is. And again, you can give that advice, but until you're in it, you just don't get it. You just are thinking, well, but it's my mom and it's my mother-in-law and it's this and it's that. Mm -hmm. And, you don't realize and like so again you can my, come for a quick two-hour visit right but then get out home. of my house right exactly and then go and like <laughs> yes. give me the space hold the baby do right. the dishes and get the fuck out <laughs> right yeah and don't be here all day and all night yeah. and and obviously for me my family's you know from the east coast so they're all in town mm-hmm. so it's hard for them because they like are like well okay you just want us to go back to our apartment like we shouldn't be here with you and again the control and wanting to help as a parent and it was just all you know so much and I also had trouble with nursing, another thing that was not magical for me at all. And 
for me, I just felt like every time I wanted something between the pregnancy, the birth, and then having Amelia and being in the newborn stage, it was like, nope, can't check that box. Nope, can't check that box. Like, when does this end? And I just kept, felt like I was spiraling. I just didn't know why everything was so hard, why everything was so difficult for me. I just felt like I'm just a failure as a mom. Like how, like how is this the beginning journey of motherhood for me? Yeah. No one else, no one prepares you too for how challenging nursing can be. Oh my God. Very few women, their babies just latch on and they go. Yes. It's, when people tell me that, oh, they just latch. I'm like, good for freaking you. you. <laughs> but that is so not the norm. Like, yeah. and I, good for you. I'm happy for you. But like, it is so hard. Like it is not easy and Amelia just did not want to latch and then I found out of course we're going through a c-section your milk can drop way later in the Mm -hmm. game because everything doesn't pass naturally which again you don't know and you find out through all this and so about 10 days later finally I'm like whoa what's that feeling yes (laughs) and there there was my milk there it is (laughs) and she still didn't fully latch for almost three weeks and it was just like and then I remember you and Robin thank God having this team behind me got me lactation Lactation. consultants Mm -hmm. and they came over and saw me and were like all right you're doing all the right things it's just repetition now like think about it as just like wash rinse repeat like just keep going she will eventually latch like you're doing an amazing job and I was like are you kidding she's screaming like I'm giving her you know I'm pumping at this point like crazy because no every mom is different I didn't want to give her formula that was just again for me a preference I didn't want and I wanted to continue nursing and I wanted to make sure my boobs filled up enough that I you know wasn't giving her something where she wasn't getting enough off me so it was like, okay, I'm going to pump, 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 give Justin, you know, this little Doppler, he's going to feed her the colostrum and we're just going to keep it moving. And it was like, oh my God, this is hell. Like, what is this? Like, this is not this beautiful, yeah. oh my God, I'm my newborn. I'm so, and I was, I was so in love and I was so infatuated. But at the same time, I was like, this is so insane. Like, yeah. what is this? And you're recovering from a C-section, which yes. is not And easy. I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. For like weeks. really hard. It was, I was in so much pain. Like, yeah. I would try to hold Amelia and I'd be like, ouch, that hurts. Oh, that hurts. And like, I just didn't expect, I guess, to obviously be in bed in my mind. We were doing the birth center. I was going to go home within 24 hours. That went out the window. Yep. I was in the hospital for almost a week. Then I finally get home and I'm like, this is a whirlwind and now I don't, I feel like I can't feed my baby. I can't get up to like take care of myself or hold Amelia. Justin's doing everything. He's bathing her. He's feeding her. So what am I doing? Nothing. Holding her when she's sleeping and trying to bond with her and get the skin to skin that I feel like is not working in the beginning, which eventually did. And it was just like, before I knew it, like you were saying earlier with your birth, I realized I was in a really bad space and I was I was in full-blown postpartum depression and I was just like oh my god like how could I be depressed like I'm madly in love with this baby and I'm madly in love with me being a new mama but I hate myself and I hate everything I'm seeing at this point I had cystic acne like every single thing that like I never prepared for I never knew would happen happened yeah and it was just like and I remember texting you and saying like I'm just I'm so lost I'm so dark I just don't and you were like it's okay like and you were giving me like audibles to listen to and things to help me feel better and things to try to help me and I just I just like didn't even want I didn't even want help like I I didn't even know I like needed help yeah you feel really hopeless and just kind of like okay but where do we go from here yeah you're so tapped out from just being a new mom that you're like I don't even know like how I'm gonna have time to help myself right Right. now like it seems impossible it seems impossible you're just like what is this like this is like this chaotic mess so I just, you know, eventually, you know, you and Robin and Justin and all the people kind of around me that I couldn't hide from were like, you need to get help. You need to do something. You need to like work through this because you're not in a good space and you need to be good for you in order to be good for baby. Mm-hmm. And that was something you guys really taught me that really I appreciated was like, mama has to be good in order for baby to be good. It's not just about the baby. Her. Everybody comes over the baby, yeah. the baby, the baby, but it's like, how are you doing? Are, yeah. And yeah. I remember that was the first and thing you said when you, you came over, you, you were like, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Like, do you want something to eat? Do you want me to give you a massage? Like, what do you need? And I was like, Oh me. Okay. And like, you don't realize yeah. like, you're supposed to check into you, but yeah. you give everything to them, the nutrients, the love, the everything yeah. that you don't check back in with you. So I, I started seeing a therapist. I started doing the work. I started meditating a ton, listening to a lot of audibles you had given me, talking to some people, just really 
finding that space of being mindful that like this is hard for me and I need to work through it. And thank God after all of that now, Amelia being 13 months, Mm -hmm. I feel like a whole new person. I feel like reborn. I'm energized. I'm empowered. I'm excited. I'm, you know, I'm just like so happy to be in this space now of motherhood. And I feel like it's so crazy when I think back to that moment and I think I felt like I'm done. Like I'm not going to do my career anymore. I'm just going to be a mom. Nothing wrong with that. But like, I just felt like I'm, I'm done. All of your hopes and yes. dreams were over. It's done. Yeah. yeah. I, it's, a, it's a wrap. Next next thing. Next chapter. Mm-hmm. And now I look at that and I'm like, oh, is I crazy? It's to now she's 13 months. I feel like I'm doing such a good job. She's still nursing. She's thriving. She's healthy. Yeah. Like now we nurse like nothing. It's mm-hmm. like I can't even believe that like I even thought it was a yeah. thing. And I'm like, oh, my God. Your second baby's a lot easier, oh, by the God. way. Thank God. Thank <laughs> God. But I'm like, oh, my God, I survived. I came out yeah. on the other side. And yeah. what a beautiful crazy journey this is yeah absolutely and and i mean thank you for being like such a good friend to me and like being obviously when you have a doula usually they kind of like check out after a certain amount of weeks you sign the contract and alexis being my friend was just like there for me through so much of all of it i mean even now you're like how are you doing how's it going i'm like you know bitching you about teething and you're like it's okay it's like this it's it's normal like it'll come back around it'll phase out you know and it's like you need to hear those things from other moms you need to know you're doing a good job you need to know that like this is all this is all normal and if it doesn't feel normal to you like this is normal normal. yeah Yeah. it doesn't feel like it but it is yeah it's like thank you for saying there's variations of normal yes and so like i have a child (laughs) yeah i mean it's just like i have a kid that um has gross motor delay and did not hit milestones where she needed to. And I mean, I would have driven myself nuts if I was comparing myself to every other mom whose kid was walking at 12 months old and doing all of these things. And we can't do it. It's not good for our mental health. It's not good for our overall well-being. And it will literally like kill us. It's just Comparison is literally like a death of your own soul. Like, I mean, I learned that again, doing the work with everything in my postpartum depression, I got off social media. I handed it over to my social media mm-hmm. girl and I was like, here's some pictures of Amelia. Post away. I'm yeah. out. I had to get off because I was comparing and comparing and comparing to every perfect mom that is showing their perfect life. Look at my perfect latching. Look at, this is great with the baby. Mm-hmm. This is great. And good for you. I'm happy for you. But you're really not telling the truth because no mom has it perfect because yep. that's what motherhood is about. You're imperfectly perfect. perfect. Exactly. <laughs> and you have to just learn to take it in strides and go with Mm -hmm. it. And that's why now on my social media, I have changed my voice so much and I no longer post as much glam photos. I no longer post when I'm just feeling good. I share when I'm feeling bad. I share Mm -hmm. when I'm going through it. I share what's happening because I feel like that's what this community is for, right? That's what podcasting for is what social media is for to be here for each other. And that's why I was so honored to come on Recovering From Reality because I love that you're creating this safe space for people to listen, to talk, to come on and conversate with you and have these to honest conversations. trauma. Yeah, yes. it's like this was traumatic and this right. was really hard and let's have a dialogue about it because right. I'm going to tell you there will be thousands of moms that reach out after this episode and I go, hope so. oh my God, I went through that. Right. You and know, you feel so or alone. something similar. Yeah. yeah. And at the time it does. It feels so, so very lonely and why me why why did i go through this what did i have to learn from this and I, i'm still figuring that out yeah well yeah. <laughs> she's only a year wait until she's six like harper it's just absolutely crazy it's like, like wild so at the end of every episode i love to play a round of would you rather just of course lighten you the mood a little bit after <laughs> that really heavy conversation yeah. um so this is just something silly and funny <laughs> that i really like to do at the end of each episode um, so <laughs> would you rather have uncontrollable gas at work for the rest of your life <laughs> or uncontrollable gas for every first date for the rest of your life? You're never going to have another first date. I was going to say, I'm like, well, I'll take okay, the first date. But just date. imagine. Okay. If I imagine, oh my God, honestly, I, sorry to my first date. Like <laughs> you're the first date anyways. You don't get that, you know, good feeling. Yes. <laughs> Got it. That would probably be my pick too. <laughs> Um, would you rather have sex with someone who never showers or never brushes their teeth? Oh God, that is such a hard one. I'm going to say never brush their teeth because I did on stripped with Bravo because we didn't have oh, toothbrush. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> huh? Um, would you rather walk around in the supermarket with your lingerie or walk around <laughs> the mall with a strap on? Oh my God. I'm going to have to go with lingerie in the supermarket. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, that would have been mine too. I can't imagine Sorry, walking Mom, around anywhere with a strap on. I cannot imagine. I can't either. Okay, last one. Um, would you rather be horny twenty four seven or for only one day a year? Oh my god. I guess I would say horny twenty four seven. Same. <laughs> Same one day a year. Oh, are, are you like kidding intense. me? Yeah, I'm like, there's no way. No, I mean, I have to turn it on more often, yes. but like, yeah, I guess I'd take that. Well, thank you so much, Allie, for coming <laughs> thank on. You for that was an excellent me. episode, and I'm just so grateful for our friendship. I am and too. You're like my Amelia. life, too, my love, oh, and Amelia's life. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Quick break from today's episode to talk about our amazing sponsor, Osea Malibu. Y'all know I'm obsessed with Osea Malibu, okay? Hear me out for a second. Don't skip forward. I know you want to. Do not skip forward through this ad read. It is so, so good, the discount that Osea Malibu is giving all of my listeners. I love Osea Malibu. I will pimp them out until the end of time. They are the original plant-based, results-driven skincare line. Have dry skin? Their white algae mask is where it's at. Acne Pro Skin? Um, if you got acne, I would suggest the red algae mask. Actually, their oil control, um, blemish balm is absolutely superb. All of their oils are incredible. I love the entire line and you guys can actually go visit them at Venice now where you can get a facial and they can talk about all of your skincare needs. So the good news is that I live Osea Malibu and they love me back so much so that they are giving all of my listeners $10 off any purchase of $50 or more. You heard that right. $10 off any purchase of $50 or more over at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com. Just type in the code recovering from reality and they will hook it up. So grab your BB shoes, head over to oseamalibu.com, type in the code recovering from reality to get $10 off your purchase of $50 or more. And now this week's affirmation is I accept my emotions and let them serve their purpose. Wow. I mean, living in a world where we're told all the time that we're not supposed to feel anything but happy, this affirmation is a total game changer. I encourage you guys all week to take a minute to evaluate where you're at at any given moment and just be in a place of acceptance of your feelings and where they are and maybe even why they're there. I hope you guys try this. And if you do share your experience with me, you can hit me up on Instagram and I'd love to talk about it. And so it is. If you guys liked this episode, do me a solid head over to the podcast app and make sure that you are subscribed to Recovering From Reality. Not just subscribed, but give me five stars if you really liked it. Comment, make a review. I really appreciate it. And if you're listening on your phone, you could even screenshot a picture of you listening and tag me up on Instagram and I'll do my best to share it within the community. So thanks for listening, you guys. And I hope you loved this episode.